Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Bachelor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mimi and Amanda. And we're here to review episode 311 of Batwoman for you. Yay! So, um, yeah, I don't think we have any news or anything this week. Other than the Um, hiatus. Yeah. So, we're going on hiatus. I did not know that, so news to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think we have two weeks after this week. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So. Thanks, Olympics. Yep. I of course, it. after that ending, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like. Um, but, yeah, so um, the show still has not been renewed. Um, I've been assured that there are plans to renew it, but, you know, um, it would be nice if it was renewed. So. Yeah, has the CW, like, renewed anything yet? Because I feel like I've heard that about, like, Nancy Drew and stuff, too. Yeah. I think The Flash got renewed. I, Interesting. In my hmm. head, last year when they were doing renewals, I could be totally wrong. I thought they, anything they greenlit, I thought they greenlit, like, two seasons at a time. But hmm. that might have been just, like, a Netflix or HBO thing. But also, it's been, like, two years of the panorama. Yeah. So, like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't honestly know. I just, I remember they announced, like, everything on the CW at once last time they did this. So yeah. I'm surprised that, like, some are getting announced and some aren't. Yeah, it's super weird, because they haven't renewed Legends either, um, from what huh. I can tell, which is odd. Um, and it, I think it would be extremely weird of them to, like, cancel Legends without any ceremony after them making a huge deal about it being Supergirl's last season. Like, that would feel yeah. really stupid and unfair. Yeah. On that ground, as with others, I am, you know, I'm really hoping that they plan on doing it and, you know, renewing it, but. Maybe post-Olympics, they'll be like, no, I won't get, like, buried under all the Olympic stuff, even though I don't really see much on my, any of my social media about the Olympics, but, you know. Yeah. Like, that's, that's my current guess, is, like, maybe after that, they'll start announcing things left and right, because I really want Nancy Drew to get renewed, and obviously Batwoman and Legends, like, please. Yeah, that would. We don't have um, a lot of regular cable TV. Please, CW. Yeah, come on, come on, CW. I know you're dealing with getting sold and such, so or being up for sale. I don't think they're getting sold yet. Yeah. So, but like, come on, you knew that was going to happen at some point. I I didn't, but I'm assuming they did. You know, like hopefully, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, going into this week's episode, I kind of called our a plot just the jet family because or jet family in quotes um (laughs) just because they got a lot of uh good stuff going down here lots of fun (laughs) times this episode it it had some good moments but it also had some moments where i was like hardcore rolling my eyes and being like the show so um, yeah agreed yeah yeah so we open um with our good friend uh vesper (laughs) talking about how all of Gotham apparently just believes Jada with no proof and is accepting that this is a thing. I'm like, okay. I mean, because we all know people living in a city that needs more resources just like automatically trust rich people blindly. Yeah. yeah. That's totally realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and just, she didn't provide how she knew this knowledge. She's like, I just know this and then I'm leaving. Yep. <laughs> questions. So. Um, but yeah, the talking doll that Marcus goes behind is going to give me nightmares. 
Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So thanks for that, Batwoman writers. (laughs) And I love Ryan being like, I'm not pushing Sophie away while like hardcore actively pushing her away. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, Ryan, sweetie. No, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You're allowed to have the feels. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) We will be here for you. But yeah, um, so yeah, I hardcore hate the Marcus, Marcus at Arkham plot, who could have predicted that I would hardcore hate this, um, <laughs> for so many reasons. Just him like going in there and being like, I'm donating money so they will let me be in charge of this criminal facility. No. Is that no. how that works exactly? Is that how any of that works? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have enough money, but also rage. Right? I just... <laughs> he doesn't have the authority to, like, let c- criminals out of prison. That doesn't work. <laughs> you can't do that! <laughs> <laughs> Losing my mind. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. No, making a donation doesn't give you the ability to free inmates. That's incredibly stupid, and the writers should have come up with a better plan for that. Um, I also have a big problem with them co-opting anti-incarceration language here. Um, this really pissed me off. Um, I just yeah, I feel like I saw your tweets about this and want to know more. Yeah. So uh, when Marcus was talking to the dude that was in charge there or whatever, and he was talking, he's like, oh, it's, you know, compassionate release and work release and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, give them another chance. And he's applying all of these terms that, you know, progressives do and talk about in the population the incredible amount of the u.s population that is jailed right now more than any other country in the world but when saying those kind of things and applying them to incredibly violent and you know incredibly mentally ill people and like doing that is you're you're forcing like an implicit negative association with those words and with the concept of like reforming jail and reformative uh justice and that stuff and like that's going to get in people's heads and like cause it to be a negative thing next time they see something about that like on their twitter feed or on the news they're gonna be like oh even if they don't realize that they're gonna have that subconscious association that it's you know it's something bad it's something that you know they're letting bad and dangerous people out into the streets which is not at all what that is um i won't get too much on my platform here but you know i encourage you to research this stuff um on your own as well and see what it is all about because it's not about putting dangerous criminals back in the street if you know my life i am literally a victim advocate i work for you know victims of domestic violence that's not something i am interested in doing for sure um but we currently our jail system is not helping anybody and we should not be having a system that is when people go in to serve time it makes them more likely to be able to be criminals in the future you know that doesn't help anybody um and our good friend uh vanessa shark from the naomi podcast which has been awesome you guys should uh, take a listen to that as well she said um, they do not have the range to cover this kind of topic. WTF, it's like they them applying abolish the police to the crows while still keeping the GCPD around cosplaying leftism. I thought that really summed it up well because it just felt super performative to me. And I was just like, you know, they, they talk a big game, but then they just, you know, they go and do stuff like this where this was, it was definitely not something that they needed to do for the plot. They just kind of threw it in there and it just, that bugged me. So, okay, that was my rant, but... Yeah, I was not happy that they were doing that. And I was like, you could just not do that. So. Okay, I'm done now.
Thank you for saying that. It makes me think about how so much media we get generally is just like pro the oppressors subconsciously. Yep. Like I was, yep. I, it made yeah. me think of it the other day. Someone bought like the Blue Bloods DVDs, and I was like, oh, ha. Huh. There's some, it was like precious little elderly people. Sorry to like side tangent, but it goes on to the theme of like JCPD. Uh, yep. And they were just like, oh, are, are cops in New York as violent as the show? And like, I didn't oh. miss a beat. I literally just went, it depends on what area you're and what you look like. Ha, ha, have a great day. And then immediately like walked away after that. Cause I was like, oh no. But they were like super cute little grandparents, but they laughed and thought it was funny. But I was like, if my manager heard me say that, I would have gotten in trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like, mm. so yeah, she's yeah. JCPD. I, I feel like in this case too, and like in so many cases, a lot of progressive language gets like said by villains on TV shows, which yeah. also isn't helpful at all. No, not at all. Yeah, and it's just you know they're they're taking these you know these phrases and these concepts and they're playing fast and loose with them, and it's just you're you're doing harm. Like I don't I don't think they're thinking that this is a big deal, but you no, know, you are you are actively doing harm to people that are trying to make a better world, and that's you know that's not okay. Yeah, I feel like sometimes they have like a checklist of things they want to make sure they say. Yeah, and then they green light it, and it's like, ooh, wait a minute, and like they realize it, but it's still like being done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only character in which I could think of it being remotely sort like the only one of everyone who's being let out is like the Zaz thing. I'm like, no, you could have spent enough money to get him out, but it's also like he's in Gotham, he's in Arkham, so I don't yeah. quite know how that works. Yeah. You know, but also like I know nothing about the legal system, so yeah. you know they're the only yeah. one out of everyone that they took out. That I'm like, okay, in theory. I mean, Go Gotham is famously corrupt, so I guess they're going with you know the theory that if you throw enough money at it, they'll just let them do what they want. Which you know, again, not how that works, but that seems to be what they're going with. So, yeah. assuming he threw money at them, he got Zaz out, um, and Zaz was an, an unexpected delight in this episode. Yes. I did not remember him being this funny at all. He had like two sassy lines and like the bazooka scene that was <laughs> episode, you know? Oh, nice. Just... Like last season. But like, other than that, I was like, we did not get this level of sass. So thank you. Yeah. I liked him more as a character, but I couldn't help but kind of like eye roll a little bit that again, we did like such a short poison ivy thing. And then they're like, let's bring in like more random man villains. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. But like, at least he was a little bit more entertaining, so that's a plus. Yeah. And Jada is, of course, like, well, you know, Batwoman shouldn't have provoked Marcus, so there. And I'm like, that's, like, the worst victim-blaming language. Thanks, Jada. <laughs> Thank you for that. No one asked. And her assistant was like, there's a man to see you. He doesn't have an appointment. Dead. <laughs> I, laughed. I laughed at that so much. <laughs> that exact progression of events. Good stuff, but yeah, no. Zaz being like, "Oh, hey, Ryan," I was dying. I was like, "Oh my god, why is that so funny?" <laughs> Perfect delivery on that, but <sighs> Jada, 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 <sighs> Jada. Why would you hand over the video when he literally just said he was going to kill you? Like he just said it. Why would you hand over the video? That does not make any sense. <laughs> I wanted to throw hands at Jada so much this episode. I just... Yeah, she kind of deserved it. She was just... I know she's, like, you know, dealing with 
very traumatic situations and stuff, but I was just like, girl, come on. And, and she's just clearly not living in reality with everyone else when it comes to Marcus, because he clearly does not have her as, you know, like hands off, like she thought he did. Very clearly being that he set Zaz after her. So, yeah. Maybe uh, she will be in the land of the living now and be on board with everyone else actually trying to better the city and not have Marcus kill a bunch of people like I'm sure he wants to. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, no, Zaz is like, oh, well, you know, we'll wait for Batwoman. And Jada's like, yeah, I, I don't think she's coming. <laughs> yeah, not on the best of terms at the moment. The, the setup of that scene was so good. It was. Like, I just was so happy. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on this hour timer and we'll see if Batwoman comes in. And she kept looking at Ryan the entire time. And I'm just like, thank you for this. We, we, we yeah. set a note on the bat signal. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining like a piece of paper taped to it. Like, just okay, a note. Come here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a plus. A plus plot. So. <laughs> and then Jada's talking and she's like, I didn't abandon her. <laughs> talking about her daughter and Ryan is like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was not having that. No, not at all. Yeah, no, and Jada was like, it was a different time. It was like, Jada, it was really not that long ago, honestly. <laughs> Ryan's like, what, 28, 29? Yeah. And also, like, like, when was there a time that it was, like, totally fine to do that? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, also, I, I will say, I think the sob story made her more sympathetic, but I, I do find it somewhat unbelievable that she never used her vast resources to check in on Ryan. I was just about to say that, like, the woman who literally can, like, hack into Wayne Towers couldn't, like, check up on her child and see if she was fine. Yeah, and if we, like, gave someone, like, two million dollars to raise my kid, I would, like, try to make sure they were doing a good job, you know? Right? Also, also like, if I gave two million dollars to a specific person, or, like, so did you give it to the doctor to give to the family, or did you just hand it directly to the family? Because you messed up, Jada. You messed I think up. she said the doctor, and then, like, the doctor kept it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, why would you give it directly to the doctor? What yeah, was the I thought? Know. What was the thought process, lady? Yeah. I also I wish Zaz had popcorn during this scene, because I feel like that was what he was missing, of, like, the level of extra. Honestly. Yeah. Like, Maybe one of Alice's milkshakes. Right. <laughs> like, I don't need to see him getting it. I just would have loved if he just, like, opened... Because I feel like Jada totally has, like, a mini fridge in her office oh, somewhere, sure. like a fancy wine cooler <laughs> one, and I wish he just was sitting there, like, drinking some booze, watching this go down. Honestly, I think that would have really put the scene uh, over the top. The best, so. but yeah, um, Ryan calling Jada mom gave me a lot of feelings, so I guess that's where we're going yeah. with that. But also, Ryan, why did you wait that long to fight him if you had a knife the whole time? Did did she have the knife? Because I thought they were getting the one from the desk, like a a, a, a letter opener. Because I thought I thought my the way I thought it was going down was that when Jade and her were talking, Ryan like nabbed the knife like a letter opener knife thingy and that they specifically didn't show you her grabbing it because it was so focusing on the dialogue but that's how okay. i read it but also i like the idea of her having a knife the entire time just i might have missed that but 
Yeah. yeah, like I definitely didn't interpret it that way, but that would make way more sense. So. Yeah, that would she make kept, more sense. She kept staring at the letter opener and then Zaz moved in front of it. And then Zaz, I forget when he moved away exactly when they were having their like extra heart to heart where like Jada was like crying more and Ryan was like, okay, but like, you know, I'm butchering a dialogue, but. These are the details I miss while I'm watching it on my phone. So clearly <laughs> I need a bigger screen. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching on my TV and I apparently didn't see that. It must have been a pretty sharp letter opener, but I mean, okay. I mean, in theory, if you get the cool ones, like the Game of Thrones, like, knife ones we sell at work, like, those ones are some hefty boys. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, the fight scene was great. Um, very well choreographed. And I do kind of love how Jada put it together pretty immediately. Like, that was that was cute. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> afterwards, Zaz was like, wow, I'm hurt and impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is, this is, this is really hot, ladies. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, stop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And like, Ryan and Jada's scenes afterward, like, I get that Ryan is pissed at Jada, and I think she has a valid reason for being so, but like, to be fair, she didn't know Ryan was Batwoman when she did that. It's not like she was reaching out and specifically hurting Ryan, you know, with the purpose of hurting Ryan specifically. So, but yeah, no scene. It's very emotional. It's like my heart. So, but yeah, maybe Jada was like, you know, maybe not keeping you was a good thing. I gave Marcus everything and looked at he turned out. And I'm like, yeah, maybe giving him everything was part of the problem, Jada. It's not like I gave him everything and he still turned out bad. It's like, no, maybe that was part of the reason because he's a royal brat. Perhaps. You know, just that's the thought ever crossed your mind. Very possible. (laughs) Sophie being like, Saz is coming for you. And Ryan's like, yeah, it's a little late. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I did I did think the reasoning behind Marcus not telling them Batwoman's identity was pretty flimsy. Like, what, what was his reason? Because I think my brain, like, glitched. So she did it. She said, like, oh, well, if you tell them, they'll know, like, how I got all the way here with nothing and you had everything in me, nothing of it. Oh. Like that. Um, I was like, that's yeah. not really a reason. That's just a good sibling dig, but that's not. Yeah, that's not, like something that would actually cause him to keep the secret so I don't it's know. like you're drunk and you're fighting and you're like hey, hey, i'm the favorite yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll get a better reason who knows maybe yeah, especially like a character like marcus i feel like he does not care about stuff like that yeah like, i would have made more age to it yeah. yeah for sure so but yeah i don't know maybe they'll, they'll come up with a better reason you know you never know so secret identities who needs them <laughs> and then we have Sophie and Luke and, and Marcus is like your sidekick and your side piece and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know when, when he like winked at Sophie I think I messaged Rachel being like he hasn't realized he's flirting with a lesbian <laughs> he knows I mean maybe Sophie is bisexual she'd have a husband this is true this is my bad I do not mean to no you're good yeah but yeah <laughs> It was it was very uh, very good lines in this episode all around. So yes, um, they had another kick-ass fight scene. Glad to see everybody's getting in on the action. And I mean, I I do think Jada. I do think she failed Marcus, but like 
I don't think it's in the way that Jada thinks it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's just, you know, there was a lot of stuff that you could have done better. And I think, you know, there might have not have been all that much that you could do about the situation that actually turned out, you know. She seemed to have been pretty involved in, like, you know, trying to get him cures and stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. That's a difficult situation for sure. Um, I found it amusing that Jada named her daughter after her father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I guess, but, like, <laughs> why didn't you name your first son after your father? Yeah. True. It was a boy. <laughs> like, I, I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I know Ryan's gender neutral because also gender is a lie and construct, but like valid, yes. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna like, just be oh. like, I liked the name Ryan, right? Like they needed that backstory for some reason. You know, you're, you're named after a man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just thought you should know. <laughs> Wanted to let you know. Um, yeah, there was a lot of themes about burying feelings in this episode. Something Ryan's doing, something Alice and Mary are doing. Lots yeah. of different feelings. Um, and then Ryan and Sophie are finally talking it out. And, um, oh boy. Yo. <laughs> that scene was something. Uh, I want to I wanna thank Cameras for how he shot it. It was beautifully done. It was really cute. You could tell they had fun. It just, yeah, no, everyone, uh, everyone seemed to be having a good time. Uh, one of my friends on Twitter was, like, trying to watch the scene on YouTube, and it was behind, like, a content warning of, like, are you over 18 to watch this? We've been really taking advantage of that later time slot, huh? Yeah, better late than never, I guess. It's <laughs> like, you know what, that, that was a quick progression, but I am not complaining. I will, I will take that. That was, um, whew. When they broke the lamp, she's like, I'll buy you a new one. She's like, I've always hated that lamp. <laughs> Jokes in there, too. Yeah, um, yeah. props to cameras for a well-directed episode, for sure. That scene that was, just about everything else. It, honestly, though, that scene made me really happy uh, just because, yay, they finally, like, have admitted the feels, and now they're yes. actually allowing themselves to be intimate. Um, yes. But also, it, it made me think of one of the more like, intimate scenes in later seasons of Winona Earp, in which it was, like, tastefully done. Mm-hmm. And it felt really nice because the CW and I have such a low bar for certain scenes to get like executed tastefully. Yep. Uh, and I just I'm I'm so happy it was like tastefully but still steamy and or like spicy depending on your wording. And I'm just like, yay. Ha. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They did a good job with it. Yeah. Props all around. Great scene. So okay. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the B plot, which is Alice and Mary. Oh, the pain. I know. <laughs> hard. And it just it all just made me so upset for Mary because I'm just like, she has so much guilt and it hurts. I'm like, Mary. Mary. <laughs> and then she was admitting that she gave Marcus's AI to Mark, or she gave Luke's AI to Marcus. And I'm just like, oh, this is also so upsetting. I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah, Luke's reaction kind of like broke my heart a little bit. I know. I'm like, oh, this is this is just so sad. I hate this. So sad. But I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So then I guess we have the whole subplot with Kiki, Joker's what? toy maker person. <laughs> I know her name's Kiki, but all I kept going is, oh my god, Carla from Scrubs. I know. 
Let's look. They announced the, the episode aired on the same day they announced um, that Donald Faison is coming on the season finale of um, Legends. Mm. So, and of course, he played her husband on that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Googling Kiki Rula and trying to figure out if this is an original character or not. So. But. I, I will say your comment about the eye, eye prescription. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you could yeah. you could find someone based off of their thick yeah. frames. Like, how did yeah. you not find every elderly person in Gotham that have thick bottle glass glasses? <laughs> really, though. <laughs> yeah, that was just extremely like. No, you just you just made that up. Okay, so Roulette is a character, which I knew that because she was on Supergirl and Smallville. Um, but I don't see Kiki Roulette anywhere, so I think they just made that up. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Alice, very, like, since when am I not a bad enemy? <laughs> like, having an identity crisis, and I was like, I love this. This is this is perfect. Thank you. Give me a all good moment. Them. And I mean, like, we're not talking about that now, Alice. She's like, but I need like. <laughs> yeah, I needed another episode for her to pull everyone close and be like what I need to do to be an enemy again. Like, what? what is this? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not jiving with uh, how much this works. So. I can see you just being like, do I need to steal more candy from babies? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would be hardcore amusing. So in the scene when the car outside the, you know, the halfway house, I was like, I know Alice thinks she needs to be like straight with Mary, but I would honestly argue that the hunter's death was not her fault because it was legitimately an accident you know she did not intend to kill him that was that was legitimately an accident and i don't think telling mary you straight up murdered this person you meant to kill him and you did is the right approach here yeah i agree i I couldn't tell with that scene though if she actually meant it or she was just trying to because like mary clearly wasn't happy with everybody kind of like shrugging her off and being like it's not your fault either so like yeah I, I don't mean, know if I she think... was just trying to, like, give Mary the weight with it that she wanted. I don't know. Yeah. And I can I can, I can appreciate that. I think, you know, Mary did make some very bad choices that were legitimately her and not Ivy. And she, you know, needs to deal with those. But I, I don't think the hunter's death is necessarily one of them. So yeah. I feel like them just kind of drill that down and be like, oh, what's your fault? He's dead. It's just, it's a little much. But I mean, that seems to be, like, what they're going for. So. Alice could have worded it like you just did. That would have been yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I don't think Alice's method of dealing with things is going to work very well for Mary because they're very different people. I do appreciate that she tried. Like it was so cute that she tried, but it's also like Alice, sweetie, you're, you're not like the most sane person, and I know you know that, and you know, you know that what you're doing isn't good, but you're trying, and it's like great because she's trying but it's also like oh no my heart sweetie yeah. you guys need to have like a family therapy moment yeah they they really do that's just it was it's it's cute though because she's clearly you know she has feelings about the situation and for mary and she cares about her so she just doesn't know how to clearly share her emotions <laughs> Uh, it was it was helpful that Alice came along on the adventure when she was able to correctly identify Kiki. What was oh. her line, line? Crazy recognizes crazy. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. 
Um, so it's it's interesting that they're framing they're framing it as the joy buzzer was designed to shut down empathy when that's you know previously not its canon usage. I just thought that was a very interesting framing, and I think I think it makes sense if you know that's what they're going for the whole you know oh one jolt will bring his em empathy back. Like I think it makes sense that that's what they're doing, but like that was not a thing in canon before this. Like yeah, it was mostly just used to kill or injure people. So yeah. So I guess, I guess it makes sense, but it's it's interesting, you know, it's an interesting take. So, but yeah, uh, the Joker's workshop was here all of this time, totally undisturbed. I, I I have feelings about that, mainly rage of like Bruce. Why did you not shut this down, Bruce? Right, he forgot. Bruce, buddy, on, <laughs> like I understand random ab abandoned sketchy warehouses. Sure, you don't get rid of every like hideout, but like my dude, you totally knew this thing existed. Yep. Somebody yeah. did, you know, and it just just chilling there with all the props and stuff, and yep, yeah. Well, okay, so I had mixed feelings on the Kiki plot overall because I thought it was somewhat unsatisfying that they had Mary identify with Kiki so strongly, only for it to all be a lie. I was like, they didn't. I feel like they didn't need to do that. You know, I, I didn't feel like they had to make it so that Kiki was lying the whole time. Like, I think they could have just made it that, you know, she was doing the hard work. And then I don't, I don't know, make some reason that the joy buzzer ends with Marcus. But like, it just felt fake and not satisfying to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, that whole plot kind of didn't really interest me that much and then like I agree I just feel like to have that be the end of it it was like what was the purpose of this yeah it's like this is kind of pointless all around but I, like if if they had it be more with Alice saying the type of stuff I'd be like oh no that's on brand but it was this random potential two episode maybe mini character yeah or if she'd heard something along the lines from Ivy, I'd be like, no, that makes sense. You guys have been bonded and all that other BS that we're going with, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's Kiki. No offense, Carla. Um, but it's Kiki, and you're just here to be the not Harley Harley. Yeah. Or Marcus. Yeah. It's dumb. So. Also, if, like, one more person did a Joker laugh in this episode, I was just going to lose it. Yep. It's worth <laughs> it. Thanks. We get it. <laughs> yep okay yeah know that i did enjoy the um the gag with alice and the gun that was that was yes. funny um, yeah <laughs> this is probably the closest we're getting to harley and i did uh when i just googled kiki just now i saw a bunch of things soon like harley harley and quinzel like, confirmed exists in the arrowverse i'm like oh no <laughs> please no but also i they love that but they're not they're not no they're they not. already like half confirmed that in i believe an episode of arrow where they had like a knockoff e brooklyn style like someone with pink tail you knew it was supposed to be ivy right like, right right yeah they already confirmed it we don't need it though it was one of the like the knockoff suicide squad type episode they did in arrow yeah yeah i remember yeah i don't i don't remember when but yeah once upon a time <laughs> yeah um also i'm confused about kiki's timeline because they said she disappeared and was never captured, and then they're like, oh yeah, when I was in Arkham and a halfway house. And I'm like, what? Maybe Kiki was the one taking care of the workshop. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. it was abandoned forever. She's making up new stuff to be like, I'm gonna use these one day, and then never does. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Overall, Kiki just felt like a very unsatisfying character. And I was like, mm, we could have done better than this. So, yeah. And then Alice is back in the abandoned subway tunnels. Does she really not have anywhere else to be? I, I feel like every time they don't have to do with Alice, they're like, where are we going to put her? And subway tunnels. Like, it would have been funny if she was at Sophie's. Yep. Yeah. Like, I feel like she frequently just now breaks into Sophie's, so just crash there. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> and that would, I would approve of that. I think that would be fun. I have, I have mixed feelings about Mary going to the wake for the hunter, because, like, you know, I guess she wants to deal with her grief, and I think that's good, but I feel like she's also just low-key punishing herself, and I don't want that. So, that's upsetting. But I do love Mary and Alice generally caring for each other. They had a very good moment. Um, yeah, so I did, I did not like their ending there with Alice wanting the joy buzzer. Um, yeah. It felt extremely out of character for Alice for me. Um, and it, honestly, like, it, for the first time, it just made Rachel Scarson's acting feel kind of off. I was like, I don't really, like, believe her as being in the character. It just... It was just weird. I don't think it was done well. I don't think it was scripted well. And I, you know, sorry, Rachel Scarsman, I don't think it was portrayed well either. Um, and that's just unfortunate because, you know, I would really want something better for our characters. Um, and also the idea that there's a magic cure for this kind of shit is just not a good message to be sending to people. Um, so, yeah. I Sorry, I was like so good with that scene up until that line. I know. I was just like, okay, I hate that Mary's making herself suffer. I love that she got Alice a go bag and some money and is trying to get her sister in like a better spot, but also still feels really bad. And then it was like, oh no, that's the route you're going. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, how would you even know that it would work the same way it would work on Marcus for Alice? Because those are two totally different situations and like, I feel like you do not have any of the confirmation you would need to do something like that. Like, yeah. what if it made Alice worse? Yeah. 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 I just feel like they don't know what they want to do with Alice at this point, so. No, they, they really don't. Yeah. I hate that. I don't know. Maybe they're going slightly towards a redemption-based path, which I would enjoy. So, maybe. We can, we can dream. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, onto the C plot with Sophie and Luke. Um, they were hilarious together this episode, and I, I loved Sophie dishing on her feelings um, about Ryan to Luke. It was just so funny. Yeah. They, they did have some very good lines in this episode, um, and I love them being the squad together and being like, We're breaking into Wayne Tower. Hey. <laughs> I also like how Sophie was so angry, being like, I can't be sidelined. I'm the only trained marksman. And I was like, Yes, girl, be angry. Like, good. <laughs> Like, no, actually, one knows what they're doing around here. I'm like, yeah, that's valid. That's valid. <laughs> um, so, the idea that Sophie was into Ryan, like, potentially through all of last season, it was a very interesting reveal. I feel like, I'm like, hmm. uh, yeah, I feel like last season I could buy. I didn't really buy that, like, while they were arresting Ryan, she had feelings for her. Like, that kind of felt off to me, I guess. I don't think they I don't think they like extremely clarified like when exactly it started. I, I think okay. like through last season you could say that Sophie thought she was a criminal, potentially. 
Okay, because, yeah, if it's when they already were, like, kind of forming a relationship, fine, but I kind of, for some reason, I got the vibe that they were, like, all the way back, and I was, like, ugh, why? Yeah, I know, like, Luke that's teased her about that, and she was, like, shut up. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why. I think it was a Luke line that I was thinking of, so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think of it as, like, a maybe she was, like, oh, I have hope for this person to be better, and then it, like, low-key turned into, like, a, oh, no, I have feelings for this person while I'm with my husband, also my ex, and I feel like that was, like, the conflicted... When you yep. have crushes on too many people. Yeah. Bisexual feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I agree. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, Luke has his AI back and I have lots of feelings. Um, but yeah, them having access to the laptop does feel like a little bit of an easy out for them to get the information, but I also don't really know how else they would do that. So I guess they'll let them have it. Um but yeah, um, descri- describing Marcus as a Joker fanboy was the best line. I'm like, oh, that's that's perfect. I love that. That's <laughs> just that's exactly what this is, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad Luke is at a better place with the suit and his dad. I have lots of feelings. So it was so cute. It is. I'm just like. Yeah. It's I'm also glad that, like, cameras got to direct this episode and also, like, do that. It's just... Yeah, I think episode. it was a really good, uh, really good portrayal for Luke. Um, he's kind of had not, like, the biggest arc this season, but I think they've been able to, you know, make it somewhat of an arc of him, you know, dealing with his feelings and, you know, becoming the person that, you know, is, I said, you know, love, you know like, six times in the sentence becoming the person that he's like supposed to be for the suit and everything so you know growth character growth we stand i'm also happy he was in the episode more too because there's been so many instances in tv where it's like oh this cast member's directing and they're not really in the episode so it was like yeah that's annoying yeah nice to see him consistently having like he was part of one of the plot points instead of just like i'm gonna be in the computer area you know Yep, mm-hmm. I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad they included him because I don't I don't like it when they sideline characters because the actor is directing. So yeah, that was good. Um, we got a few tweets to read. Um, we got one from Lauren Myers at LD Myers ten. They said excited about Wildmore. Wonder who will get Joy Buzzer. Me, me, you want to take the next one? Yeah, from Brian Shufo at Enemy of the Shoe. The trope of this <laughs> this thing only has one more thing in it, but there are two people who need this thing and this <laughs> that this thing can do is exhausting. <laughs> Just fix the circuit board. <laughs> Average people do it all the time to get the Game Boys on TikTok. <laughs> it's weird that the Joker's <laughs> toy maker can't fix it. Shouldn't Sophie be wearing a mask uh, when she's teaming up with Batwing? She'd make a good huntress. Uh, can Zaz shoot Marcus and take over as the villain through the end of the season? His character is so much more interesting and fun when someone whose origin story involves a joy buzzer. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm totally down with the Sophie huntress idea. That's, yeah. Mm. Let's do that, please. Yes, that would be nice. I, would be into that, so. I, know, I know we do low-key have a huntress already in the Arrowverse, but you know, yeah. we're not going to get her back. It's, yeah. it's been since like what season one maybe one. two of arrow we're not seeing her again she came back in season two because she had an episode with sarah yeah. i've watched season two of her like 16 16 times so. so yeah so like yeah we haven't seen them in a while we can we can have yeah. sophie take on the mantle yeah let's do it come on <laughs> um amanda you read the next one sure the next one is from rylan and it says 
We don't need a magical cure for neurodivergent people. God damn it. Um, as someone whose best friend is a psychopath, the storyline is so grossly, grossly oversimplified. Eh, I can't speak. Grossly oversimplified. It doesn't mean murder people. Those are murderer people. Those are two separate things. Calling it right now, Marcus was born with psychopathy and the buzzer actually gave him more empathy. That would be an interesting twist. Yeah, so that's what I, I feel like they're gonna go. The like the joy buzzer is just not gonna work on him. Yeah, like I didn't think it was gonna work, but it would yeah. be interesting if it actually like had the opposite effect on yeah. him the first and time. Like, it made but it yeah, they could definitely do a better job just generally portraying mental illness and mental health yeah. in that okay. woman. So failing all over the place, and Ryland does have a good point that you know, just because someone is diagnosed as a psychopath does not mean they're a murderer the majority of people you know it's it's a mental illness or a mental condition but it's no i'm not you know gonna make you a murderer so yeah should be dealt with so okay and our last tweet is from nicholas at k50 colon since that woman's trending i hope batman writers and carolyn dries think about anissa and grace Choi pierce guest starring once the show is renewed for season four along with mary training to become flame bird that's the tweet yes Hashtag new all around. Yes. That'd be nice. So. All right. We have an email from Mark Bickford um, that we can break up and read a bit. Uh, Mimi, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, from our boy Mark. Uh, Hi, ladies. I don't know what the official title of this week's episode is, but it should have been in which no one wants to deal with their shit. I enjoyed most of the plot stuff and the action sequences, but some of the conversational dialogue, ugh. That wasn't you. That was the ivy toxin. Does it sound like it's not him? It's the booze to any of you. It sure did to me. My heart breaks for Mary killing that guy, but she killed that guy. Amanda, would you like to read some? Sure. Uh, my not being there for you made you better, stronger, faster mantra of every crappy parent who ever walked out a door. Granted, most of them don't have a murderous lunatic child as a counterexample, but still, yeah, that really rubbed me the wrong way when yeah. she went there. Yeah. Um, Sophie had a crush on Ryan when she was still arresting her as opposed to as opposed as a supposed street thug as in back in season one or earlier when she was married and maybe thinking about getting back together with Kate that's what I'm saying yeah um let me see where am I quick question for the three of you if you can find a way to answer without getting in trouble do any of you have a friend who when her name pops up on your phone you roll your eyes because you know you're going to be treated to a long monologue of low-level relationship trauma that never ever ever ends that was Sophie to me this week at least when she wasn't sliding around on zip lines I mean to be fair Ryan gave her reason but yeah it was yeah. very like fanfic-esque to me <laughs> yeah yeah it was a bit of no communication trope yeah. I feel like I've been that friend at some point in my life. I feel like everyone gets to be that friend at some point, and then ideally you grow out of being that friend. Yes. Yeah. It's not good if that's, that's you for your entire but, life. That's... But also, I do love that stereotypical rom-com thing, but I also hate it. I hate the, oh, well, they're not communicating for the last 30 pages of this book, so now they gotta fight. And it's like, no! <laughs> stop. Stop. Talk to each other. Let's talk to each other. Just talk to each other and kiss. And it's uh, in my head, I'm imagining the scene from uh, Tangled. Little unicorns. <laughs> yes. Good job. All right. I can take over there. It says, sure. How does Marcus still have control of Wayne Enterprises? He's a proven monster, isn't he? Or did he kill the board of directors already? Yeah, not clear. Um, I know he fired the board of directors. So, can, I don't know. Can you do that? 
I don't think you're supposed to, but I also don't think that Batwoman writers are like looking at the business side of things. I think they're just kind of going. Yeah. With it. Like my knowledge mostly comes from like Succession, but isn't the board of directors like aren't they the people who decide who like runs the company and like make choices or are those like the shareholders? I don't know. Kind I of. don't know. I don't something like that. Board <laughs> I don't know if you can fire them. I, <laughs> I watched like two seasons of Billions, so I have a vague idea, but. <laughs> I, I don't think don't, they care. Is the... We don't run businesses. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we know nothing, but still. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, my therapist was Harleen Quinzel, so okay, that one was priceless. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, the fourth act with Ryan taking out Saz and Sophie and Batwing and breaking back into Wayne Enterprises was great. And the final scene, does Sophie wear some sort of hermetically sealed pants so that Batwoman herself cannot break into? <laughs> I'm assuming that the CW censors modern that motto, bet you never thought we existed. Oh, I know they exist, believe me. Uh, mandated <laughs> that at least one of the ladies kept her pants on. But that was definitely the hottest love scene we've seen in the Arrowverse in a long time. So agreed. Uh, two more questions for the three of you. First, rank the following individuals in order of how likely you think we are to see them again on the show. Most likely to least likely, I put them in order of appearance. Uh, so we have Jacob Kane, Sophie's ex-husband, who I think she totally married under false pretenses. Girl from the train in season one who seemed to be getting set up to become Robin um, and Stephanie Brown. And then finally, what if anything are each of you looking forward to watching the Olympics? Enjoy your three weeks off, Mark. All right. So answering the question, hmm, I think I would put Stephanie Brown as most likely. Yeah, I was going to say Stephanie Brown, I feel like would definitely come back and has like the door wide open to come back. Yeah. I think she's most likely. Um, I, I'm just going to go in reverse order here. Um, girl with the train after that. I don't know how likely it is, but I would like her to. So I'm going to put her a second. Um, yeah. I feel like if Kate was still here, maybe. But like, I yeah. don't know what her connection would be at this point. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. But I don't know. Um, and then Sophie's ex-husband, Tyler. We liked you more than we ever expected. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, Jacob Kane, because I really don't think he's coming back. So. I yeah, I feel like I would also like him to come back, even if it's just to, like, resolve loose ends. But I feel like the actor's probably not. Yeah. I have, I, just, I have an opposite ranking. It feels kind of odd that, you know, he's in prison and Alice is not. <laughs> right? And, like, he's never going to see either of his daughters again. They're never yeah. going to deal with that. I, I don't know. I would, I would, I would feel better about if we had some resolution that he's like, you know, out and okay, not just like rotting in prison for something. Yeah, like he doesn't have to stick around. I just think one scene episode, I don't know, to kind of yeah. tie up his storyline in a more satisfying way would be nice. Yes, I, I could accept a letter, like a proper letter. Yeah, yeah. That one but like, also, I think knowing true, true peak CW drama will probably get Tyler um, just because you gotta have the ex-husband drama. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have Tyler um, before we get anyone else. I would love if we got Stephanie Brown sooner, but I feel like for some reason they'd find a way to bring the girl on the train back before them for some reason. And then maybe Jacob if we're lucky, if they don't give us like a letter or like a video call with friggin' Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Those is those those be my theories. Also, is it the when is it the Olympics when there's fencing? Because that's the favorite. That's that's the only thing I watch during the Olympics. 
Um, I think that's the Summer Olympics. <laughs> okay, then I don't know what I'd be looking forward to in this version of the Olympics, Mark. I'm sorry. I like the ice skating. That one. Yeah, we watched some of the figure skating last night. That's pretty much all I want to watch, honestly. <laughs> yeah. They were doing like trick skiing last night too, where they're like launching off things and like twirling in the air. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. Cool. Hey, right? like, yeah. Sports. Best. Sport. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> All right, Amanda, do you want to give us uh, your rankings? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think Stephanie Brown is probably first just because you kind of have the door open with Luke to bring her back in. Yeah. Um, girl on the train, I'm just realizing that's like the girl who is like behind the computer with Mary. I forget her name. She had a name, though. Yeah. She did have a name, yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm thinking of the right person. Um, yeah, hold on. Because, <laughs> like, I, as I was talking about it, I was like, this could totally be someone else that I'm talking about before. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree with Mimi though. I think Sophie's ex-husband would probably be second, like most likely. I don't know why they would bring him back, but like the CW doesn't really need a reason. You know, that's my fear is they'll just be like, and Tyler's back. I'll be like, dang it. Right, he'll just like come to serve the divorce papers Has that happened already. And then he'll just like get involved in the drama. <laughs> for some reason yeah. like because then ryan's gonna be all like oh my god are you still in love with your husband and it's like no like <laughs> it's like no we're literally signing divorce papers he just didn't want to fax them to me or whatever right <laughs> he wanted um, to bargain and be like you're in a relationship <laughs> i'm sorry i hope i'm not putting this into the universe and that we get it because i don't want it right like we're putting all these bad vibes out bad juju um yeah, I don't know what my choice would be with the other two, just because I wish I yeah, knew I was thinking of the right person. I can't find the person's name, but I, th I think we're on the same page. Of it's the girl who was, like, also a lesbian, and, like, she looked yeah, up to Kate, right? Her, her I don't remember the train scene. Like, I remember every other scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I honestly think Jacob would be more likely to come back than her, just because I really can't think of a reason she would be around like she has no yeah. connection to any of the other characters and it'd be kind of random for her to like show up at the bat cave and be like hey i'm here yeah uh jacob in a perfect world i feel like they should bring back so he would be third and then she'd be last yep okay sounds good and then uh we have some memes this <laughs> oh my god i'm obsessed with this first meme i like I think this should be uh, the episode picture when we post the episode because I am obsessed with it. <laughs> Please. So, it's, it's a picture of the Joker with a cancel symbol on top. It says, no more Joker. Society has progressed past the need for a Joker. And it just, it just everything. I love it. So much. As they make the Joker 2 movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. We say no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I can... Um, I can Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll read the the token uh, flash meme of him over Oliver's grave. Uh, and it says, Alice, any feelings of remorse over what she's done? <laughs> Buried. Yeah, that's Basically. accurate. 
Um, the next one says, hey, can I copy your homework? Sure, just make it look different so that it doesn't look like you just copied it. Sure thing. And then it's a picture of the Joker from the new Joker movie. And then Marcus on the right. Clearly, they copied the homework. <laughs> they, in fact, copied the homework. <laughs> um, this is the one with the, the two hands. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's like in intertwined with the muscles. That's a bad description. Um, but I feel like Cameron that is Johnson. the description, though. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Uh, it's Cameron Johnson and Jess McCallan directing really good episodes that aired on the same day. So they did. Very good. Yes. Oh. Uh, the next one is Leo pointing at the TV, and it says, me when Kiki said her therapist was Harleen Quinzel. Yep. Um. It's it's the other meme of like the person being happy and it's like Alice says she doesn't want to be Alice anymore. Uh, and then it's Alice says she just needs the joy buzzer and it's when the jaw drops. <laughs> yep. That's accurate. Okay. And then the last the last meme is it says the last scene in this episode. It says lesbian intensifies. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's that is in fact very accurate. So All right, friends. We are at the end of the episode. Uh, do you guys want to give your social media plugs? Yeah. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Peaks and Pages and Instagram at Charmanda. Mimi, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, etc. at Morganstein17. And you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Eiley. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-E-I-L-E-Y. Um, and on Tumblr at Canary Outlaw. Um, you can find the podcast at Batwoman Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. If you wanted to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other sites, that would be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, you can follow the entire DCTV podcast network featuring epic podcasts for pretty much all of the shows, um, as well as DCTV After Dark at dctvpodcast.com. You can follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And of course, DCTV has a public store with all sorts of DCTV slash Arrowverse merchandise. So click on the link in the show notes. When you buy something through the store, you help support the podcasting network. So, yeah, that's it for uh, this episode. Um, yeah, like we said, we are having a break for two weeks um, because olympics so um we will be back with you guys for the last two episodes of the season and talk to you then bye bye, bye. bye.